When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, good afternoon. Welcome. It's the Hump Day edition of the Lori and Julia Show. My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. we got a good show lined up for you. One of our favorite authors ever, Ellen Hildebrand, is going to be with us. She has written another book. She writes a lot of books. So we'll have that coming up for you shortly on My Talk. Well, we've talked to her every June for at least seven or eight, yeah. at least, yeah. uh, years in a row, because her books always come out. She's got the, her Christmas series, which we've never read, but she always has I would Nant- love to, though. She always has her Nantucket book that comes out every June. I love her. I love her. She was on yesterday, CBS Morning, with Nora um, O'Donnell, and it was the day the book came out. Oh. It was just yesterday. Just yesterday. So, and this book is so good, the new so one, The Perfect good. Couple. This is your beach book. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm excited to talk to her again. So am I. Oh, Julia, there was a... Um... Well, Lori, the conversation yesterday, I mean, Trump made an executive order. We were talking about it yesterday, not to separate the kids from the family. So that oh, was a good thing. Yes, he That's signed a, the yes. order, uh, you know, ending the policy of ripping kids from parents at the border, a practice that he instituted himself and is the white, the administration. And uh, the people spoke. Uh, yeah, the pressure was immense. And the, the kids that have been separated, which the numbers vary, they face a long, complicated journey back to their parents. Right. But the families will be kept together that are seeking asylum. And I don't know if you saw the report um, the the what's happening in like El Salvador and Guatemala? One other, yep. Yeah, yeah they they're just literally they're just leaving because if they don't, they'll be killed in their own homes. Yeah. And they're like, I- I'll take my chance and right. see if I can get asylum or whatever. So I, I, I'm I, glad. I read over the weekend that in those countries, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, the gangs. They, you you can be killed for walking on the wrong side of the oh, street. Yeah, it's and they super and they dangerous. literally take the bus drivers and just yeah. execute them in the middle of everybody in the middle of the day just because they can. Yeah, I know. It's so horrible. people are are fleeing, yeah. and there are you know those are the kinds of cases where you can you know get asylum, but there's yeah. so many that they do whatever. But they're going to keep the families together, which George is great. And Amal Clooney donated a hundred thousand, but I guess there was just an incredible surge of. Um, they call it rage donations to these different organizations, uh, ACLU yeah. and different other ones, because people were just so upset and didn't know what to do. Sure. And they're like, I'm going to donate some money. So, well, there was a different kind of, um, I don't want to call it, I'll just call it gym upset. Towel clutching that oh, happened. Do they still morning. give out towels at your gym? 
course. Okay, that blows me Long away. Long bath, you know, big bath towels. Really? You still towels? get them at the gym? Julia, what? Yes, if you belong to a nice gym, you yeah. do. Listen to Donnie. Yeah, do you belong no, to a gym, gym Donnie? Well, when I did, I always got a towel. Yes. I know, but I Why feel like they so cut weird? towel service at they a couple know, of gyms I've been to. Well, I mean, maybe when you're going to, you know, exercise as us, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or in somebody's basement, <laughs> a dollar a day. Yeah, so. Uh-huh. In so, someone's basement. <laughs> so I, I think I told you I figured out uh, Carl, who teaches at six oh, yeah. a.m. Kickboxing. Carl, he's been teaching for like twenty years, mm-hmm. and I've been going to this class for nineteen years because I didn't join this gym until Casey and I had been married like one year. Right. So I've been kickboxing with Carl. Uh-huh. I've literally been working out in the same corner. Just the room has changed. You know, it used to be in a different place. In the same corner. With the same group of people for probably a dozen years. Okay? Yeah, right. Well, in the corner up front, my two guy friends, uh, Betsy, who bikes uh, 365 days a year. It has to be really horrible. Like, she's a doctor. And, she, and she's Betsy the biker. She, Betsy the biker. And she bikes in... I'm I'm honestly astounded. I'll go. Oh, there's a little ice storm this morning. I'm sure Betsy didn't bike. Oh, sure. She's, Those people are wow. So Some she, people are hardcore. Yeah, yeah. So she works out in the front of the class, in the corner, kind of. It's funny how corner. everyone just has their spots. Their spots. Yeah. And you'll see if you go to a regular. I hate class. to be a new person in that yeah. class. Well, no. I mean, don't you think it's an unwritten? If you're new, you go to the back of the class. That's correct. If there's yeah. room. Yes, or the the second to the back. Or to the you, side. Or you to you the don't side. want to be front and center. That is correct, Julie. And I feel that... A, not to embarrass yourself because you don't know the moves. And B, not to piss off the people there because you don't know the moves. Y- yeah, exactly. And I feel like it doesn't matter if you're at exercise or us or, at, you know, the sure. fanciest place in the world. If you're taking a group class, generally, if you're new to the class, oh, dear. you do go... Uh, you don't work out at the front row because you don't know the moves and you're going to be throwing everybody off. And the front row moves with precision. I love this. Okay, I this love is this. the only class I work front row. Okay, it's the only oh, one. Oh, you all... work the front row in this class? Yes. Oh, yeah, but it's the only one I ever do. Otherwise, I need to be by an air vent and I like to be two or three rows back from the front. Okay, Okay, so you are my spot. Okay, so this is it. Just because it's been a long time and everyone in this class, I mean, to go to a 6 a.m. class, you know, people, you have the railers, you have the railers. So anyway, so this two new people are up front in the up front row and talking. One of them is in. Betsy's spot. Uh-oh. Betsy the bikers. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, we should have saved the spot. But normally... No one tools no in. One, no one is going in the very front. They're even... Betsy is a, like in a corner one row ahead of us, but there's only room for two people to be in that spot. Oh, so, okay. I, I love the gym politics. Okay, so, uh-huh. so Betsy comes in, takes off her helmet, and she just like kind of... Glares. No, no, but she put her stuff down too close to the new lady who was very upset and said a bad word and kind of kicked her stuff. She did not. Oh, yeah. And, she did not. Oh, she did. And then we couldn't, then there were a couple of us, we were giggling. We sure. were just like, oh my gosh. And, you know, Betsy then had to be in this, you know, one row back. And then this, the the two gals who were up there, you know, I mean, they kept up, but they were flailing. 
you know, mm-hmm. because they didn't know the moves. Sure. So we'd be all going right and they'd, they'd be go, going yes. left or they'd be doing whatever, you know. But anyway, it was a little scandal. I wow. love it that they kicked her bag and said a bad word. Yeah. Get this bleep out of Stop here. Stop it. I'm not even kidding you. Stop it. I clutched my towel. Oh, my word. I know. That's unheard of. I, I witnessed it with my own eyes. Do you think they're coming back? Uh, I don't know, but next week we're putting a towel down in right. Betsy's spot mm-hmm. because the boys get there like at 5.30 to stretch or get the spots or whatever. I can't. I mean, I roll this in like two like minutes This is like going on six. a beach vacation and going out to get the chairs. Chairs. Oh, yeah. Casey's on top of that oh. one for me. I, Honey, I'll go down at 7.47 Oh, Casey is down with the magazines, the towel, the book, the suntan. <laughs> he ignores it. If it says, please don't save chairs, he doesn't care. Uh, he this won, is he, so I know it. funny. <laughs> The funny gym scandals. Yeah. Well, people do yeah. get in a, a habit. And every week I see people at different classes that might be my regular. And the people who are regulars tend to work out in the same regular spot. In sure. some classes, I have to go like a half hour early to get my spot. Do you really? Yes. You would go a half hour early well, just I, to get your spot? Yeah, but then I can go and run another errand because there's oh. things around me. You know? Oh, yeah. So do, do you dump your towel and then go run errands? Yes. You do not. I do. I've never heard of this to the gym. Well, Julia, you'd have to go to the gym to have heard of this. I know. Out, that? I've worked out yeah. twice in the last uh-huh. 18 hours. Okay. Oh. Oh, yeah, I know. That's, that's right. Yeah. Slow clock. Yeah, Beach body on demand. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. That is hysterical. So it depends on the day I can't the believe that you would actually park your car, go into that gym, because I know it's yeah. not easy to park. And then plop, plop your towel and then go run errands and then go back. Yeah, oh I don't have to God. go. I can just walk with my feet to where I need to run Still. my errands. Julia, it's very efficient. You can't That's believe so. how many groceries okay, I can I, get purchased. When I used to work minutes. out a lot, I never would have this. I would never even think of going early. To, I mean, I'd go 10 minutes early because you do want a spot and you want the right kind of weights. And you don't want to work up front. I mean, that's Ever. my nightmare. One time I had to do that at the Ever. sweatshop. I was up front because there was no room and it was like Kundalini yoga or something and I'm like the least flexible pretzel right. you're going to ever meet. Let me show you my tree, people. And I was just like, what am I going to do? I'm up front in a new class. Alright, we gotta go. It's time for a story we can't get enough of. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on this Wednesday. Why are we listening to Miss Janet Jackson? Well, Janet Jackson uh, is opening up. She really has. And this is from, I believe, the July-August issue of Essence magazine. And she writes an open letter. Here's a report from Good Morning America. At 52, Janet Jackson is once again taking control. The singer is opening up to Essence magazine, penning a letter about overcoming a lifelong battle, saying her 30s were especially tough. I struggled with depression. The struggle was intense. Low self-esteem might be rooted in childhood feelings of inferiority. It could relate to failing to meet impossibly high standards. And of course, there are always the societal issues of racism and sexism. Put it all together, and depression is a tenacious and scary condition. Thankfully, I found my way through it. The new mom says one major source of joy is her one-year-old son, Issa, telling Essence, the height of happiness is holding my baby son in my arms and hearing him coo, or when I look into his smiling eyes and watch him respond to my tenderness, when I kiss him, when I sing him softly to sleep. 
During those sacred times, happiness is everywhere. Jackson's also giving a nod to the Me Too and Time's Up movements, saying we are living at a time in history when women all over the world are refusing to be controlled, manipulated, exploited, or abused. We have found our strength. We will not relent. She echoed this sentiment at last month's Billboard Music Awards when she became the first black woman to win an Icon Award. I stand with those women and with those men equally outraged by discrimination who support us in heart and mind. And you can read Janet's letter in its entirety in the July-August issue of Essence. Hits newsstands June 22nd. And get excited, everyone, because Janet is headlining the Essence Festival in New Orleans Ooh. come July. And the whole issue of uh, that issue, the uh, July-August issue of Essence is about happiness. Yes. And she, it's, it's like a... It's in a letter, basically, mm-hmm. is how she writes that. And, um, you know, we've never heard... She's always been so private. I mean, she opened up a little tiny bit when uh, to Robin Roberts a few months after Michael Jackson mm-hmm. died and was very vulnerable. But she's been an extremely... She writes books, pr- though. Janet Jackson? Yeah. But she's been very private about... Like, she didn't tell us when she got married two different times. She was so private about this guy she had the baby with. We've never heard her tell us about what, write about depression. I mean, when you read the letter in essence, and then she talks about, you know, in her 40s, you know, I still was questioning my value and who I was, and I could find great happiness, but I also had a lot of, uh, sadness and you know i wonder like um i think this marriage did her in okay because she came out in 2011 and i remember this with the book true you a journey of finding and loving yourself did she write about she talks about her struggles with it's uh self-esteem has been her biggest issue from the family you know like she said there's such Mm -hmm. incredible pressure in 1986 is when control came out in 89 rhythm nation Mm -hmm. so she's younger than me so she must have been you know I don't even know how old yeah. she was, but she was young when all this is happening. Well, and, in her late 20s. Right. Yeah. And so she, but I mean, she's talked about her self-esteem issues. She's talked about but her. She's never talked about depression is right. what I'm saying. She has never said, use that word and you talking about mental health. I mean, I just like that she is saying that. Owning yes. the word. I mean, yes, yeah, she's talked about right. self-esteem, but I mean, who doesn't have that issue? I think that it's. It's the fact that she struggled with depression and she says that it was intense and, um, you know, put it all together. And it was a scary, hard time for her. I just think it will help people writing in this letter. And um, I do think that she is telling us something about, you know, this relationship that she was in with her husband. Yes, with Sam. And maybe she kind of finally had her epiphany is like, what what the hell have I it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Been doing. Yeah, I think she lost control. Yeah. Well, I think those people who, who came before her and talked about depression made it easier for her to open up, don't you think? Well, maybe, but I just think that she feels newly empowered to me. Mm. Like, I, I think a, that's fair because I think a, she was really stifled by this man and his customs. And get, But getting away from somebody, I don't care what his customs are or whatever, but getting away from somebody who is emotionally or verbally abusive sometimes is more difficult to get away from than someone who's physically abusive because the emotional and verbal abuse don't leave any marks except the ones inside your head and in your heart. And Mm -hmm. she might've felt, I mean, I know I felt this way. I was like, how can I admit to everybody that I married somebody who was mean to me, who said he loved me. I mean, it's very like, I just was, I wanted to make that go away and try and figure out a way to make it work so I wouldn't have to admit, ah, I did right. this. And, you know, here she is, has been the successful person and, you know, has had just sort of a train wreck of a love life. Right. Uh, James DeBarge, she, they were married 84 to 85. Which we didn't even know they were married until it was over. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Renee Elorando, uh-huh. uh, 91 to 2000. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know. Who's the one that she was with forever? Jermaine, Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree. De- yes, mm-hmm. yes. But they were never married. So anyway, I'm glad she wrote this. I think it's great. I love Miss Jackson. I'm I glad love, she's in a good, happy I love that place. she found her way through. And I, I didn't see anywhere in that letter, um, you know, she gave specifics. But I mean, if you're a certain age, you've... You fell in love with Janet Jackson and her infectious smile from good times. Oh, oh yeah. You know, She's 40 been, years ago. Yeah. I mean, she was such a cute little girl in that mm-hmm. show. She was just like those dimples. Yeah. And mm-hmm. The other thing that's changed her, though, Lori, is she had a baby. Yeah. She had a baby. And when you either adopt or have a baby, that, you know, as a 50-year-old woman mm-hmm. or man, that changes you. There's Whatever no age, way. Whatever right? Yeah, it mm-hmm. changes you. And, and in many ways, it kind of... I remember thinking this, like it got me away from me mm-hmm. because uh, it was so, you're so self-centered in the early thirties when I was having my kids and I'm like, oh, it's all me, 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 me. And then suddenly it's not about you anymore. Right. And you'll do anything for this little thing and you can't believe it. And maybe that, maybe that was the thing because the baby was five months old when she left him. I think that might've been a little bit of epitome. How can I be in this relationship that's not good and have this beautiful thing that's going to depend on me. Yeah. You know, yeah. she did leave him right away. Five months yeah. old. I mean, mm-hmm. bam. So, remember she did call the co- the cops on 911 on him uh, a couple weekends ago. I know, ago. and there's so many conflicting stories about that day, but uh, yeah. We, we shall see. Now, we are on the road tomorrow, people. Yes, we we're are. in Edina. We're at the Galleria. We're going to be at the Row. Wolf Boutique. I'm so excited about going. I think they, they the started. Stuff there. They started in Mendota Heights. So this is the Galleria, and there's uh, an artist that's going to be there, Stephanie Dillon, and Fleur de Junk is uh, going to be featured yeah. tomorrow. I'm very excited about I going know, here. I know the artist makes T-shirts every month, and fifty percent of the T-shirts go to the charity. And this yeah. month, it's going to um, Second, Second Harvest. Harvest. Yeah, because we're doing. Yeah, I, I should three uh, to six people bring the credit card. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're yes. going to love this store. Yeah. No, I have been in this oh. store because I now that I see the out the, what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tomorrow we'll be there. You can bring donations, perishable, non-perishable, non-perishable food yeah. or checks. items and or checks. Yes, we'll take that. Stop by and see us. We'd love to see you when we come back. Uh, we're going to talk with Ellen Hildebrand about her new book, The Perfect Couple. This is going viral in a big way. This is the My Talk Now trending report. What's this? What's the latest? Trending online this afternoon today is World Refugee Day. Also trending, Vader, former WWE and WCW wrestler Big Van Vader has passed away at the age of 63. Also the Terminator trending, the first photos of Linda Hamilton and character of Sarah Connor on the set of the upcoming sixth Terminator movie have been published. By the way, she's looking fierce with a short white bob and aviator glasses. The movie is out next year, and yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger will be in it. Also trending, Kate Hudson, the actress, is on vacation in Greece, and she's out and about. Looks like she's in her third trimester of pregnancy. Look forward to the arrival of her baby girl probably any day now. And that's what's trending here at My Talk. Okay, weather is brought to you by Quick Trip. Here we go, cloudy, 64 tonight, partly sunny tomorrow with a high right around 80, and it's 78 now at My Talk. Now you know. Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. We are so delighted. One of our favorite authors in the whole wide world, uh, Ellen Hildebrand, is with us for her latest book, your 21st book, The Perfect Couple. And once again... Thanks for keeping us up late last night. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> You are welcome, ladies. It's good to good to be on. Oh, your book. This one. This is a departure for you because it's a murder mystery. Yes, it is a whodunit. Yes, tell and everybody about the book. It's so, it's so good. good. All right, so I, it is my twenty first book, and I am. Let's <clears throat> I'm running out of ideas, but I'm certainly looking for some new material. So I decided <laughs> this year that I wanted to do a murder. I thought I'd give it a try, and I used that word try because I wasn't sure it was going to work out. Um, and I, I, I wanted it still to have, like, the feel of an Ellen Hildebrand book. So I decided to have the murder center on a, uh, be set at an enormous, gorgeous, fabulous waterfront wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of a marriage between the haves and the have-nots. The groom's family is quite wealthy from New York and London, and the bride's family is more modest from Pennsylvania, and they come together uh, over the 4th of July weekend, and on the morning of the wedding, everybody wakes up, and the maid of honor is found floating in the harbor. Mm-hmm. So we call on our old friend, Chief Ed Kapanash, to come sort of unpack and figure out what what is going on. And it, it just is so delicious. You, yeah, you have a knack. I mean, you've written a really good mystery, and I mean, we... Just like Julia said, I mean, we were like, wow, I can't put this down. We can't figure out who did it, even though you think you've got it figured. Anyway, yes. you're you're just a great storyteller, Ellen. We just love your Thank books. You. I mean, if any of your books, anyone could pick them up, and I swear you will just be so grateful. Really? Awesome. I know. That is good to know. Well, the funny thing about this book also, and you ladies, because you've read it, will understand 
that who did it is not the only secret. No, 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 no. When when you're going, you know, as you're reading the book, all this stuff comes out, like all of these things. And it's just one thing after another about everyone, you know, both families coming together. Um, and so that's really, there's a lot of payoff yeah. I think, there, throughout, throughout the novel. You know, I was listening to you with Nora um, O'Donnell on CBS Morning News yesterday. Yes. And um, you looked lovely on TV, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> and you were talking about you changed who did it a couple times. So you wrote this things, a couple times. Two things happened. So the first thing that happened is that my own self, as I was writing the book, I was about two-thirds of the way through, and I thought, I'm, you know, I can't say anything other than I thought one character did it. Right. And then it was almost, like, revealed to me, like, at one one point, I'm out, you know, by my pool writing in my notebook, and I thought, you know what, it's not that person, it's this other person, and so that was amazing for me, because I hadn't, I didn't have it planned out, I just sort of realized it. And then when I handed it in to my editor... In the first, in my first draft, it's the bride Celeste who dies, and my editor said, "Oh no, that's too sad. It's not going to work. You <laughs> rewrite the entire thing and have it be the maid of honor." And so poor Merritt, she got the axe in the second draft. Um, but I feel like that is really the draft that works it, so beautifully. Yeah, it's so good. And you, you kind of, you know, you are a breast cancer survivor, and you have a woman who has breast cancer in the book as well. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like I, you know, I, as I said on television yesterday, it was, it's four years this week that I, I had my double mastectomy mm-hmm. and it, you know, it was just the right time for me. Yeah. I was far enough away that I wasn't too emotional. Um, I was able to do it thoughtfully mm-hmm. and, um, to honor, you know, some of the stage four patients that I've met. Right. I've been out on the road speaking about it. Um, these amazing women, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to put, you know, it's sort of an amalgamation of one of these amazing women that I've met um, and and create this character who is really determined to live every single hour of her remaining life to its fullest, mm-hmm. um, the, bri- the mother of the bride. Yeah. And she especially feels that way at the wedding because she wants everyone to remember her a certain way. Um, and so I, I did really incorporate qualities of all of these women that I've met since since I've been diagnosed and treated. Yeah, and Karen is very likable, and the, sweet, the, the thing that she finds out, I mean, that whole storyline is very compelling. I want to ask you, um, has the Nantucket Tourism Board, have they ever given you an idea of the Ellen Hildebrand effect that you've had on tourism coming to Nantucket? It's so funny, because I keep thinking I'm going to start getting a kickback, um, <laughs> and, I, and that hasn't happened. Um, no, but there are... Lots and lots of women, especially in the shoulder season when the rates go down, because Nantucket is quite pricey. Right. When, um, in the shoulder season, you see a lot of women, groups of women, who come to Nantucket. They want to do all the things that are in the book. Yes. Um, I also host a weekend. It's um, in January. You do? But we have 175 women from across the country come to Nantucket. We take boat, uh, bus tours around to see all the places. We do wine and cheese. Oh, well, that would be so box. fun. Oh, my gosh. And the ladies that come, and there are some gentlemen, too, but mostly it's mostly ladies who come, and they bond, and people came the first year. It's now going into its fifth year. There are women who came the first year who met people and then have come back with those very same people every single year. Really? That's how much they love it. Is this open yeah. to the public? Open to the public. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's um, The best way to sign up for it is on the website of the Nantucket Hotel, 
not to be confused with the Nantucket Inn. It's the Nantucket Hotel. You go to the website under special events that will describe the yeah. Ellen Hildebrand weekend. Because when you write about Nantucket and you describe mm. the beaches and the dunes and the lobster rolls and the chicken shack, I mean, I almost feel like I know Nantucket mm-hmm. from reading an Ellen Hildebrand book. It's just one of my favorite places I've never traveled to that I, I want to travel to. Is the water slide right. for real? Is the is the what? The water slide um, on Smith Point, yes. It, it's not all the time, obviously. The tide has to be right. Yeah. But there is a place, there's a scene in the book, everyone, where you can jump into the water and you just put your hands over your head and you will be whooshed mm-hmm. down the shore because that part of Smith Point is the very, very tip of the island and the water channels around it. Um, in a way that will carry you along. It's amazing. Okay, so I want to ask you this. Uh, do you know personally anyone who's ever run away on the morning of their wedding or fallen in love with the best man or the maid of honor? Any kind of a... Or a murder? Yeah. No, no, <laughs> I, but I mean... Personally, yeah. personally no. But okay. I feel like probably the three of us could, like... It's not difficult to imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, we've heard other stories, sure. not exactly this story, but other stories that have made you believe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Definitely feasible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have two seven, two sixty-seven earmarked that page, and I'm dying because I love coconut macaroons and the Pierre. Oh, you love co- yeah, May macaroons. What are these? What, I'm sorry, the coconut. What are the coconut the, the, macarons? Yeah, the name of them. The Pierre, a box of Pierre. Oh, Herme. the Pierre Hermé. Okay, so Pierre Hermé macaroons are the most famous macaroons in Paris. So when you go to Paris, oh, Lori, Lori's going this does, fall. Mm-hmm. Um, you will go. You, it's it's impossible to miss them because they're everywhere. The, the Pierre Hermé boutiques where you can just pick out the beautiful color, beautifully colored macarons. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I it know. just sounded I know. something I, else to look forward to. No, I know the book is um, the perfect couple. Um, so you know, you also do holiday books, right? I do every yeah. year, and we've never had you on for one of those. Are they um, are they your same type of thing, but just at the you know the same type of genre? So they are a little bit shorter. It's a series. So okay. the holiday books. There, there are going to be two winter series. The first winter series is now over. I did four books, and those are Christmas books. Okay. And they center on one family. Those are highly recommended. In fact, there are Ellen Hildebrand fans for whom those are the, everybody's favorite. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Um, so there are like definitely like people who say, oh, the winter books are the very best. Um, I'm starting this year a new winter series that is set down in the Caribbean, in St. John, in the Virgin Islands. And those will be called the Paradise Series. So there will be three books in the Paradise Series. Oh We're going to have you on for um, that. How do you find all this time to write, Ellen? She I writes know. freehand. It's, it's tricky. I, it's tricky. The first Paradise book is done, um, and now I'm writing next summer's book. So I'm always a couple books ahead of you. You are. And now, have any, because, okay, you, you've written uh, at least for your Nantucket, you know, the beach books, the summer books that come out every January. When, how many times have you had a book optioned by Hol- uh, Hollywood and then it doesn't happen? Well, only once. Only the once? The only book that's been optioned, that has actually been optioned, was the Beach Club. Now, wait, this is how long ago it was. It was optioned by Aaron Spelling. Oh, like, in the era of <laughs> the year 2000. And I think what he wanted to do with the Beach Club was sort of turn it into the next love boat where, like, three people show up at the hotel every, every yeah, yeah. week. And, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's and we like, do the love boat. Um, but the the summer Bible, like all of my books, are with a producer in Hollywood right now. So we're are. just waiting. Okay, to see if we can turn it into like a Netflix series or a it'd be Amazon so series. fun. Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? Yes, it would be so good. Plus the you know the setting and we um, really haven't had anything Nantuckety, have we? No, no, we really haven't. And the thing is, is that a lot of the shows that we're binging are like drugs and crime I know and and dystopian murder. And, and, I like a love. Story. I know, and it, I mean, Ellen, we already have like it feels like dystopian times in our in our real life, you know, just with everything that's happening in the world. I'm just saying it would be nice to have some just something some lighter, uh, stuff. right? Exactly, something beautiful and delicious set yes. on Nantucket with lots of drama and betrayal and yes. romance and yes. everything we you like know. backstabbing, yeah. you know, all the good stuff. And maybe there'll <laughs> be a role it. for Heather Locklear when she gets everything under control. Yeah, I think you know. There's, there's, def- there's always room for Heather. I don't know what else to tell you. And 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 you ladies will make a cameo. I mean, we have to have it happen. Basically, oh, we would love it. We do. You're so darling, and congratulations. And the book, the perfect couple. Last summer was it the identicals? It was the identicals. Oh, yes. that was so that good was so too. So good too. I know it. We love Ellen everything. Ellen Hildebrand. Everything that you write, we just always say when people go, oh, "What? It's a good book to read." I said anything by Ellen. We say oh, anything by Ellen that. Hildebrand. No, it's the truth. You are just a delicious writer. Thank you so much for being on our show. You're so welcome, ladies. Have a good one. All okay. right, take care. We've got a couple copies to give away. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Uh, delicious. That's a good oh, word Lori. for Julia. All right. Listen, it's so good. When we come back, we're going to talk about, and I'm using quotations, the courage of Brad Pitt. Ooh. The pill I keep it for trauma. We love it. Okay, so um, this story is brought to you by the quote-unquote Courage of Brad Pitt in the current issue of Us Weekly. Oh. it is. Here's the headline, Brad and Angie's Kids Take Side, The War Explodes, which is a misleading headline about how the kids are taking side. The article... Sides, you mean? Yeah, take, okay. like the kids are taking side. The article makes no mention of which side the kids are taking, but rather focuses... Just like People Magazine story, all about how Angelina did Brad dirty by supposedly using the kids to control him yep. and put up a wall between them. And then Brad was like done being Mr. Nice Guy. So he leaked the stuff that said the judge said that they have to, you know, uh, stick to this uh, schedule. So it's sort of Brad Pitt is getting the tabloids to cast him as David and Angelina as Goliath. Okay. Yes. Because nowhere in either of these stories, the reporting facts. Well, no. (laughs) It's all about he's so relieved to see his kids, and somehow the paparazzi managed to get, with the help of his publicist, him carefree uh, biking in London on his way to see the kids. Blah blah blah. That he's just killing time until that mean ex-wife of his to be lets him see the kids. But nowhere. In either of the Us Weekly or okay. the People magazine story, do they say anything about the fact that Brad Pitt is not allowed to spend time with his kids without a therapist being there? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like always the mother, it's always the mother's fault. Everything is always 
the mother's fault. It's like it's just enough that the dad wants to see him. Well, the dad can't see him without a court-appointed therapist. And then the therapist has to meet with the kids afterwards to see how I they're doing. See, I wouldn't want to see my dad if that was how much work it was. Well, I mean, no. seriously, but I mean, the, that's, but the stories, there's so little focus on the fact that when Brad is with the kids, there must be a therapist present to supervise, well, supervise he, his act, okay, interactions what, with them. So what I'm saying is that, is there a level of perfectionism that we require out of mothers that we don't require out of fathers? You know, that the whole story, that these two stories are all about how mean Angelina is, that she's keeping the kids. Yeah. Uh, well, Lori, they're coming from his camp. No, but the people and Us Weekly have entertainment reporters uh-huh. that are reporting on this, and they make just a one-sentence men- mention, and both the stories are very... And in the meanwhile, Angelina went to, you know, for the UN. and went, I read about that. I mean, you know, she does amazing things with the refugees and going to Syria and everything. And I, I, just, I just think it's, like, incredible that they make so little mention of the fact that the family therapist has still not, after almost, it'll be two years in September, said, it's okay now. You know, Don't you remember the email that we got last week about this where the woman said, or you may or may not have, a, a woman wrote us and she said, things run differently in Minnesota with child psychiatrists and child custody and things like that, where ours are state appointed. They use small private, they use private companies in California and there is no motivation on the, the judge could do it based on these reports but they're, they're getting, not seeing the judge until august 12th but they have been seeing the judge they have, the judge has continued the order that the therapist so do you want it to just say brad got to see his kids but the child's therapist was there too it needs to be fairly reported on both sides they're making it seem like it's this is all angelina's fault he's the goliath and brad yeah. is the david Whatever Brad did, I'm not taking that from that headline. You're not, but when you read the stories, and mm-hmm. yeah, and from the headlines, yeah, you can. Um, that everything in bitter, uh, yeah, not the headline on the front page of the Us Weekly, but when you go in and read the story, it's a scant one word sentence about Brad and the supervised therapist. I'm just saying it's another unfair way that women, even a woman like Angelina, gets the oh the tabloids are oh she's gonna and and when i say tabloid people is not exactly a tabloid they do the same thing in their story they're reporting that um you know brad is now um you know um saying that uh or i mean um that the kids can't be he's not going to let them sign on and be in maleficent too as a cameo or something because you know he just wants what? to be able to what? push back at her. Oh, so that's the only like little negative thing that they had in the whole thing. I don't know. I just well, your bigger picture was: do we expect women to be more perfect than men? Yeah, I guess so. But I think um, well, that's been the case since time. Yes, I was just going to say. <laughs> so, but and I, I know. and I think what's been hard for a lot of women is that once you do have children, and if you still want to work and have a career. You're torn. I I think men are helping more and more and more and more 
with or women or whatever the relationship is, but you're torn because you do want to have your kids, you do want to work and you do domestic things and and you do get a you do do more. Yeah. So I mean even here, you know, he it is the therapist that continue to report to the judge that they need to be present when the kids are around. What went on that that is taking so long? If Brad is such a easygoing bike riding Fun loving dad. But I also don't think you're getting the whole story either, Lori, because like we so. said, these are closed documents. You're getting what they want to give us. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but I just here's my question. Okay. Why don't you ask any questions about why he has to show the judge he's a responsible father? That's what I'm saying. Nowhere in any of these stories does that does that ever come up? What you know what what's going on? Why is the therapist ordered to be around when he's spending time with the kids? How is it that that detail isn't given equal time as Angelina maybe um, doing some whatever, screwing around with when they're going to see each other or see the kids? It's just a detail that weighs as much. It's just as much of an a-hole move as the other. And her thing gets all the tabloid press and nobody says but what about brad i mean is he just better at playing the hollywood game i think this is a horrible divorce well i think it's a horrible divorce and it's just an imbalance in the coverage and i just would like to make people aware that the fact that brad pitt has a therapist that is ordered to be with him when the kids spend the night and if they're with him for the day you told us okay i'm um, just saying that yeah, yeah. that little d de- that detail gets no play right. on anything how about this brad pitt has been more well liked in hollywood than angelina 100 percent. so therefore he's well, getting the benefit it's he's getting just the- he's employing you know whoever he's employing we'll say he's doing cowan you know the it was some pr he mm-hmm. he's doing that and because he Wants to make sure that that little detail isn't getting played out. Well, that's what I said. He's doing the PR for these articles. Yeah. He well, no, he's not them. doing it. But I mean, but his I mean, people are doing yeah. it. And I'm just saying, where is the people at editor or the editor at People Magazine are going, well, what about that? That wall, that won't play to the, you know, whatever crowd. You know, we got to keep I Brad want on the you pedestal. to send a note to the editor and ask them. <laughs> I that. just don't like that they're don't. like, Brad is being so courageous. He's no a brave dad. If you but look that's at what these sells magazines, if you look at how the stories in are painted inside, it's like the courage of Brad. I know, but like. Yeah, how about the courage of uh, Angelina taking her kids away from a guy who was, by his own admission, Drinking and smoking every single day. So you're saying you're not Team Brad? I'm just saying I'm not Team. Uh, I'm not Team that he's being some courageous dude. I don't think he is either. Lori. Well, if you read these magazine stories, I don't want to. Don't because Gets you'll you be in a very, dizzy. You'll be very. We conquer cancer for the mom to be who is out of treatment options, for the doctor who has a brilliant idea but needs research funding, for the people who faced cancer head-on and climbed incredible heights while they were with us, for the children who celebrate the end of chemo. We conquer cancer for all who have been touched by it. Conquer Cancer accelerates breakthroughs in research and care for every cancer, every patient, everywhere. Join us at conquer.org.